is a new state, I try to get right. This is a new state, I get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new state, I live your life. This is a new state, I try to get right. This is a new state, I get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football. Welcome to the Life in Football Podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Fee. And this is your co-host, Colin Moore. You know we loving life and enjoying football. Top-notch player, top-notch bowler, number one shooter, shot caller. We got Mr. Cooper Jones on, and he was a quarterback at Southeastern. Now he looking at being a GA and doing, continue to do the things for us with the football program and to grow as a man. And what I like about it so much, you got a young man here who is determined to be great. You know, he got things that he did on the football field, but I know he's looking at things higher than that. And, you know, and he still want to be around the program as well. He had an injury early this season, or this past season, but he's continued to, you know, work that out, do his therapy, and he want to continue to be great. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let Simo bring him on. How you doing, Coop? Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, man, it's a blessing to have you on because, hey, when we check you out, you've been balling every time we came through. And it's unfortunate that, you know, your season ended early like that. So I want to ask you to know, because you're from California, mm-hmm. played high school ball in California. Yeah. How did you get over here to southeastern <laughs> and central Florida? It started, yeah. So for, I did play the rest of the season throughout this injury. So mm-hmm. I didn't get the season cut short. Thankfully, I was able to play through because my non-throwing hand, you know. Um, but to come, I saw Southeastern originally in a YouTube like hype video, like a college mm-hmm. football hype video. At the time, I think I was a, a sophomore, just starting to send out some emails and stuff to some college coaches. And shot at the time, it was uh, Coach Bearfield and mm-hmm. his son, I think, was the OC at the time. Shot them an email and communicating with them back and forth, kind of up until my senior season after that, and then kind of just made the choice. But that's how it started. Saw my YouTube video, reached out, made the connection, and that's about it. Hey, y'all better put keep putting them hype videos out and get, <laughs> keep bringing them in because he was slanging it all over the field. So I know you just told us that you make it well. You on the G, GA side, so yep. are you looking to really go? Deep, dive deep into coaching or you got other plans because you might have business plans. You might want to start a business. You might want to all work for somebody. So where you, what you really want to go with it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. I, I obviously love football and I have mm-hmm. a great passion for, for coaching and just being around football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to leave the area before I really try and figure out what coaching is like. Right. And so as I'm kind of finishing up my school, and doing this GA thing, I think it's a real good opportunity for me to figure out, you know, if I like it or not. And, you know, if I give it a shot at least five years down the road, if I'm doing something else, I'm, I'm, I won't say, oh, man, I wish I would have mm-hmm. at least tried coaching. You know, so I'm looking at it as an opportunity to kind of explore it now instead of kind of getting out of it and then trying to jump back into right. it. Now, listening to your story, it's kind of similar to me and CMO. Mm-hmm. And uh, just even looking at your face, it, it's ironic because, you favor a teammate we had when we was in junior college. His name was Jordan. I Gardner. knew that's who you was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, you, you favor him. And uh, me and Simo, we did something similar where we was emailing coaches, calling coaches, 
coming out of junior college, mm-hmm. we did this like it was a job, trying to get to the next level and play football. Yeah. But the crazy part about it, we actually had offers to go and play at a school, but we didn't accept the offers. I didn't take them. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I got to acknowledge you for having the courage to take a school that you probably didn't really have interest in, yeah. and you know you accepted what they had to offer for you, you know, so I got to big up you on that. So what your parents thought about come, with you coming down here? Um, They fully supported me. I mean, as a kind of an undersized quarterback, you know, you don't get a lot of love from, you know, no matter what your stats are, you know, you, it's hard to find a, find a home to play. And Southeastern really gave me that shot, and I was able to – come out for a visit like a little one-day visit uh, I think my junior year and I got to meet some of the coaches at the time explore the campus and everything and they really treated me treated me well and my dad was uh, able to come along with me so he was kind of all on board and yeah my parents are very supportive throughout the whole process throughout the whole recruiting process they were always you know in my ear and making sure that I was uh, you know thinking in the right way but they all at the end of the day it was my decision and they supported it so now speaking on your parents how was it for you growing up and like what you know? What is the location that you grew up in? And um, you know, talk about your high school football as well. Yeah, so I grew up in Lake Forest, California, which is about twenty-five, thirty minutes inland from the coast, in between San Diego and LA. So right in Southern California, and then um, went to El Toro High School. And how I got to high school there was so. In California, now kind of around the country, high school was kind of becoming the same as college and where guys were getting recruited to go to high school now almost. And so there was a couple coaching changes in my area. We ended up um, moving like 20 minutes down the street just so I could go to a different high school. I threw the ball a lot. And, you know, I I can't regret that decision at all. I loved playing for El Toro and a lot of my teammates I still have super close relationships with. And actually a cool story, my top receiver from high school went to Southern Oregon, which is an NAI school up in uh, Oregon, and things didn't work out for him, and I kind of put in a good word for him with our coaching staff here. He flew out like two weeks ago and worked out in front of our coaching staff, and they really liked him, and he's actually going to be joining us for the fall, okay. which is cool. Yeah, that's a blessing right there. Absolutely. Boy, hey, little connection. Like you did come to that high school with yeah. you. So you here, you in Florida. I done, I have been to San Diego and then we rode to LA, then we rode to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It was so cold in San Francisco, and it was the summer. I don't, I don't, I don't know how it'd be that cold like that. Yeah. Then with us being in San Diego, you know, we went to the beach, and my cell phone went to talking Spanish to me, and I got mad because I thought somebody had messed up my phone. But it was, I believe, because we were so close to that border, and we took a visit to um, Tijuana, I believe. Mm-hmm. Did you ever travel over to the, go over the border and go? I've been over the border twice. I played a, like a Pop Warner football game over mm-hmm. there, and then I went over there uh, for spring break one time with a couple of my buddies, and that was a good yeah. time. But, yeah, but that's never happened to me. That's that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. My, it just went straight Spanish. I was like, huh. man, what, who done, what happened? But now that you're here and you in our Florida, which is similar to – that type of weather, but mm-hmm. we get super hot. Y'all got that breeze at the, that in the afternoon and stuff. Do you want to stay over here in our area once it's all said and done? If I had my choice, I'd like to go back home. Mm-hmm. But like I've been telling everybody, I love Florida and I do not mind if opportunity comes up, whether it's a job in you know business or coaching, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, if the opportunity's right, I'm gonna stay. 
and whether that's, you know, Tampa. And one thing I would like to do is kind of explore a little bit more around, uh, like, the living areas, I guess you could mm-hmm. call it, in Tampa or wherever it is, because I've kind of been to just the touristy parts. Right. So I really wouldn't know what it's like to live there, but, you know, I I like Florida. I like the climate. I like the people. It's, uh, it's a great place. Mm-hmm. Now, see, see Mojita men in California. I ended up in California. Um, I played a HBCU All-Star game over there. We played it in Santa Ana, California. And um, we actually, you know, I, I told him this too, we had a chance, and this before Kobe passed or whatever, this was a while, years ago. Yeah. We ended up getting to go to his house. And uh, just being up there in the mount, you know, because you're looking down like where he stayed at. You was able to just look down, and it was so beautiful, and being close to the water like that. You know, it was real nice. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, like, with you growing up, what was a normal day-to-day type thing for you in California, like for you and your parents or you you and your homeboys? You know, how, how was it for you? Um, It's kind of changed over as my hobbies have kind of changed. You know, like now I've gotten into like water sports a lot, like surfing and stuff, and we actually moved. My parents kind of downsized once me and my brother left the house to go to college, and they kind of got a little bit closer to the beach. And so when we come back, we surf a lot and hang out and down there in bonfires and stuff. Everything's kind of close to the water. Um, but kind of off that, uh, we actually, this this last summer, I was able to take, um, I had our four starting receivers for South, Southeastern and our tight end. They came out and stayed with me over the summer. And so it was really cool kind of sharing with them like my day-to-day activities and kind of them getting to see how I live and you know we also took the opportunity to work out and get better and that was like a that was a really cool time for me to kind of show them how I you know how we do it over there and um just to kind of get closer now see my last question for you what you saying for us you you know you determined for us with your career you're trying to figure out what you want to do mm-hmm. what are some of the things that that you are going to do moving forward and some of the goals you may have moving forward to achieve, you know, what you're trying to do for us, coaching or finding a career or same things like that. Yeah, I think um, I just finished reading. You guys know David Goggins? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just finished reading his book like a month ago. And the way his mindset is kind of set up and how he's striving to always be like uncomfortable and he's mentally tough and all that, it, it blows my mind. And that's because I kind of don't know where what asset or what like facet I want to go into, whether it's coaching or business, I'm kind of just like chasing the things that make me uncomfortable to kind of build my skill set. And, you know, like in the summer, I think I'm going to do an internship back home or, or here in Florida in business just because I don't know if I want to do it. And it makes me uncomfortable to even think about it and stepping out my, my comfort zone of football. And so I just want to branch out and try something new. But for me, it's all just about kind of building my toolbox. And the more things I can try, the more things I'll figure out what I don't like or don't or like, and I can kind of narrow it down from there. But that's kind of my mentality going into it. Man, y'all heard it right here, man. This is a young man who's going to do great things in life. Y'all, look, look, look what he said. He read the David Goggin book. Now, for who, all y'all who don't know who that is, he's a very intense gentleman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and if, if younger kids might need to get uh, some – Parental, uh, what, what I would say, advisory or parental permission to read his books or watch some of his videos because he uses a lot of profanity. But you know what? I like the way he thinks. 
And I like what he said too. David Goggins is all about being in uncomfortable situations because when you're growing up, it's a lot of uncomfortable situations you're going to deal with. Whether it's work, they might tell you, okay, you got to go to this shift or you might have to do this. Or you got kids, your kids might go to cutting up on you. They might they might want to have their way they want to see things. Life is always going to throw, like the people say, because I always hear that people say, life throw your curveballs. Mm-hmm. And that's so true because it does. But I need y'all to actually listen to what this young man just said because it's some important information about growth and being uncomfortable, but he determined to be successful. And I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up and not down, or else you'll fall to the ground. This is the Life and Football Podcast. Catch you next time. Try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football.